The stories and debates you are about to hear are shocking, gruesome, and disturbing. To avoid fainting, repeat after me. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. Take as much as you can stomach. And now, on to today's feature. Good evening, boils and fools. Join us as we search for the king of the monsters! Everybody, welcome to King of the Monsters, the podcast that has no strings attached. I'm Executioner Joe. And I'm Spooky Lukey. And today, we're doing round three of King of the Toys. Yes. And I'm sure people are really wondering what happened in <laughs> round one and round two. Okay, so round one and round two, both, we'll, we'll you know, we'll go through them, but both I'll just say we're landslide votes. Okay. I'll, I'll, with both sets having one of the uh, characters that we covered getting more than half of the total votes from to one character. <laughs> really? For, for both of them. Yeah. So first off on our uh, round one of King of the Toys, coming in at last place, and this pains me, but Talking Tina... Coming in at seven and a half percent of the votes. Oh, okay. So, as I as I said before, that's the the first evil toy I can think of. I'm sure I know that there have been in you know like stories from like folklore and stuff. Yeah. But as far as television, so that one hurt me at least. <laughs> and as a big fan of the Twilight Zone, but anyway, so yep, she came in at seven and a half. Then next up, which I'm kind of surprised he got this many. Uh, uh, but it's uh, Chip Hazard. Okay. With thirteen point four percent, which I know thirteen point four isn't necessarily a lot, but I know whenever I checked all the different ones, I was always surprised. I was like, "Oh, he's got more votes than I kind of expected." Yeah. And, and maybe maybe that's just because it you know it's not from a horror film, so I expected our audience to not really you know pay any attention to him. Mm-hmm. But no, I was I was kind of surprised. Uh, and so next up is Billy from Dead Silence coming in at 23.9% of the votes. Oh, okay. And next up, coming in in first place with 55.2% of the votes, Ooh. Slappy from Goosebumps. If you think that one's a massacre, just wait till the <laughs> next one. See, like, it was kind of a... I thought it was going to be kind of a close call between uh, Billy and uh, Slappy just because, like, I wasn't sure how people would react to, like, the kids' horror side of thing. But yeah. I think people just love Slappy. Yeah, yeah. It's, with, you know, with that said, I'm surprised, too, that uh, more people didn't come in and vote for uh, Billy only because I know Dead Silence has, you know, like, a cult following yeah. to it. As, like, the film has aged kind of more people are kind of noticing it, I think. Yeah, yeah, but so who knows? Maybe if we were to do this poll, you know, 10 years from now, it would be 
a little different. I don't know though. I think Slappy is just iconic. Yeah, and, and he keeps coming back in like Goosebumps books and movies. Yeah. So well, and when you think about it, I mean, so many of these characters that we cover, the the reason why you know they're legendary for somebody like like our age is we grew up with them. Yep. I mean. We grew up hearing, I wasn't allowed to watch him, but I grew up hearing about Jason Voorhees mm-hmm. and Freddy Krueger and Chucky and Slappy since, you know, that was in my age range, I guess. I, I, Slappy, I was very familiar with, but <laughs> as you grow up, your your affection for these characters and many, many times, and I think Slappy is a good example of that, but that love for the character doesn't really go away. Yeah. So anyway, Slappy, well-deserved, I, I think... I actually, I noticed when I was looking through the uh, the votes, I actually voted for Talking Tina on our Facebook group, mm-hmm. but I noticed on the other two, I voted for Slappy. <laughs> and I think if I remember right, I had committed to voting two for Talking Tina, one for Slappy. Yeah. And that didn't exactly happen, but either either way, uh, Slappy, I'm, I'm glad, glad you won, buddy. Okay. Let's hear the second round. Oof. <laughs> the second round, like I said, is a bit more of a massacre. Oof. Um. So, okay, we'll we'll just go based off of percents voted for. Okay. Starting out here, so which are, people are probably like, oh yeah, isn't that what you usually do? Yeah, sort of. But there's a, there's a little bit of an outlier. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh boy. So, first up, coming in. With 9.8% of the votes is Tiffany. Okay. So pretty respectful. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, uh, I mean, uh, considering her husband was in the same bracket, I don't yeah. think it's too surprising. It was tough, but not. Yeah. People well, knew what they were voting for. Well, well, I just mean because most people that are, that would, you know, know about Tiffany and, and like Tiffany are people that are into the Chucky series. And if they're into the Chucky series, chances are they're probably going to vote for Chucky. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of them did. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Tiffany, 9.8%. Next up, and this one was a shocker for me, but Annabelle came in with only 16.4%. See, I thought there'd be some more popularity there. I did too, especially considering uh, this is you know a series that's still going consistently and is relatively new. See, I think the outlying thing might be because, like, not to say that the Conjuring, Conjuring series is, like, for casual horror fans, yeah. but I think that's more of the case where, like, regular people will go see those. Yeah. Where we're hitting a lot of the more hardcore horror fans. Sure. So, they, and a lot of them have iffy things about the Conjuring. Yeah. And, and Annabelle. Yeah, and I'm not too sure... I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm not too sure how much of that is fair to Like, I feel like people, myself at least, kind of we look back at things fondly, but things that are coming out now we're a little bit more critical of. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years even, people will look back at the Conjuring series just like how people look back on like Friday the 13th and all all those different ones. I could definitely see that. Yeah, and granted I mean, I'm not that big of a fan of con like you, you know that. But, oh yeah. But uh I I just kind of wonder, you know. Um people have those nostalgia glasses and stuff like that. And plus, I don't know. I I'm just not really one to 
look at something and I guess, well, I try not to be somebody that looks at something and like turns my nose up at it and just goes, yeah. oh, that's for, that's for normies. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm probably guilty of that, you know. We all have our little that. biases. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, so Annabelle, once again, coming in at 16.4%. And so the winner of this bracket, with 73.8% of the votes, Chucky. Okay. 73.8% of the votes. Question, did we miss a character? That's what I'm going to get to. That's the outlier I mentioned before. (laughs) Oh, boy. So some of you are thinking, well, you guys, did did you only do three three, uh, monsters last last time I, I thought there was a fourth one and you're right there was a fourth one however i didn't put it in with the the votes because well it didn't get any our first monster without any votes is, is it our first i couldn't remember if it was our first or not yeah. but i couldn't we've think of come one. close where yeah. it's like one or two yeah but nothing nope nothing Do- and that is dolly dearest yeah which is zero percent i read that like and like I think it was the IMDb trivia that it was kind of a ripoff of Chucky. So. Yeah. Well, and and we have to remember too. I mean, Chucky and Annabelle. Despite the fact that Annabelle didn't get that many votes, Annabelle's still a heavy hitter oh, for sure. Definitely. And I feel like if even if you were to have put uh, Annabelle in maybe the first bracket. Things might have not, you know, I, I still think Slappy probably, I don't know if Slappy would have beat her. Yeah. But anyways, you know, it, it would have been closer. I feel like putting anybody up against Chucky might be a little bit yeah. unfair. Yeah, because I think maybe. we even had like a comment from someone on Horror Mino that was like, is there any doubt that Chucky's like not the king of the toys? And I was like, <laughs> we kind of figured he might be, but things like Annabelle, like there is a popularity there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be very interesting when it comes between Slappy and Chucky. Yeah. And then whoever wins this this one. Yeah. This is going to be a toss-up. Yeah, but just because I I know that, you know, Chucky's probably the the no-brainer, but I know I'm probably going to vote for Slappy. He, yeah, I think it's going to uh, people that grew up with Slappy and then like moved on to Chucky, that's sure. like your first horror to like yeah. Later stuff. Well, and I mean, it, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know how many of our fans are into this series, but it's kind of like Pokemon. <laughs> so Pokemon, when when Joe and I were growing up, it was just the first generation. First generation games, first generation Pokemon. I don't know about your thoughts on it, Joe, but I, I automatically go, oh, the first two generations are by far the best. Nothing ever even came close. Yet at the same time, it's like, man, those games were so flawed. Oh, yeah. A lot of the designs weren't all that creative. But just because that was my introduction, that's the one where, even though I know that there's better games in the series and, again, probably some better designs, I'm still, like, attached to those. And I feel like Slappy is the same thing where technically, you know, the Child's Play movies and the Chucky movies, there's, there's no doubt that they're more... Uh, deeply ingrained in, in the horror, you know, mm-hmm. side of things. But still, I mean, Slappy was the first one, man. That's that's the I remember seeing T-shirts of that. I remember seeing the books at the library. Oh yeah, owning many of the books. And so, uh, 
for me at least, for children of the '90s, I, I got a feeling Slappy's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pull his own. Yeah, and like especially since he is like I would definitely say one of the most popular of the Goosebumps characters. Like, there's a couple that I could probably name right off, and most people would recognize, but Slappy is probably number one. Yeah, I I think. I think so too. And maybe in the future we will just test that in the waters out like King of the Goosebumps or something. Oh, that would be fun. That yeah. would be really fun. I'd be into that. Yeah. We we might have to do it later on down the road so I have some time to either reread or rewatch a lot of them. Oh yeah. But that would be a lot of fun, I think. So anyways, we've talked a lot about Slappy and Chucky, but now I think it's time to turn our attention to the who who's gonna win this round. Yeah. This could possibly be a toss-up too i was like we have some interesting toys yeah (laughs) yeah and at first you know going into this one i was thinking oh man this is gonna be a kind of weak bracket yeah and then the more i look at these i'm like you know what well most of these have their fans yeah i was like (laughs) that this is what's gonna be kind of interesting is all of these have some type of fan base but yeah they're kind some of them are little outliers but sure Let's just get into them. Yeah, sure. Do you want to introduce our first one? Yeah, so uh, we're going to be getting into the Puppet Master films. Ooh, yeah. Uh, first one came out in 1989 and had a budget of 400000 So kind of gets into that late 80s horror right the, there. What did you say, 400000 Yep. Okay, that's more than that's more of a budget than I would have thought it would have had. Yeah, I don't, I didn't see any box office number. I want to say it was wasn't it made for TV or no, uh, or? straight to straight to video. Yeah, I okay. guess I guess they originally intended to release it in theaters, and then I don't know if the studio or who had decided they're like, you know what, we're probably not gonna make our money back if we you know have this big uh, theater campaign and stuff. So we'll just release it straight to video, and it evidently did pretty well there okay cool and um so the main puppet i guess we're talking about mm-hmm. is blade who i think pretty much shows up in how many sequels did you say this film okay had? so there are there are nine sequels from what i read uh so 10 films in total and they're still talking about making more specifically yeah. there, there's one that i can't remember the name of it, it it's going to be called blade colon something i okay I can't quite remember what it was, but anyways, there's there's another one that's supposed to be coming out this year. Really? At some point in time. Yep. And so there's there's ten in total. That's not counting the uh, the crossover movie that they had with Demonic Toys. Okay. And right now, is it a show or a movie on Shutter? That's like somewhat of a newer one or something. Um, I, there was a newer movie that came out in 2018. Okay. Uh, that might have been, I think that was a Shutter exclusive, exclusive for at least for a while. So I think it was like like the Puppet Master, like Third Reich or something uh, going off of yeah, that. Yeah, the something Reich. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, what was it, 89 you said is yeah. when the first one came out? And they're still making them... I mean, I don't think they're making them as frequently as frequently as they were, but they're yeah. still putting them out there. I've only, I think, seen the first one, and it was so long ago, so it's kind of hard to pull. Yeah. From. Well, and it's it's kind of interesting. I was reading about these movies, and 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 just like you, I've, I um, I don't even know if I've seen any of them all the way through. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. So you guys, I'm I'm sure that there are some people listening that are gonna be like, oh, you guys haven't even seen any of them. I'm going to say this. 
tell us your favorite Puppet Master movies. Because there's 10 of them. I don't know where to start with this series. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I do know that I watched about half of the first one on The Last Drive-In mm-hmm. on Shudder. Um, but besides that, I haven't, I, I've seen the character, uh, specifically Blade and I, I've, I've seen different segments of Puppet Master, but, uh, evid- I mean, I, I guess when I was reading about them, I think they're the first three or four mm-hmm. were made pretty close together. I think the, f- the second one came out in 89, third one came out at, or sorry, second one came out in 90, third one, 91. That might have been when the break, uh, when the break happened. But I guess a lot of the fans say that there was a dip in quality after the third or fourth one. I kind of figured after making that many films, there's always some type of yeah. Off. And, um, I guess too. So th- this was something that I thought was kind of interesting. Supposedly, after the fifth one, which is called Puppet Master Five, the final chapter. <laughs> has the Friday the 13th curse because obviously that wasn't the final chapter either. Yeah. But I guess the original intention was to kind of retire the Puppet Master series but have a spinoff called Puppet Wars <laughs> that was going to be a trilogy. Ooh. And I guess that kind of got canned. Yeah. But And, I mean, obviously they made more Puppet Master movies after mm-hmm. that. But And I guess, like, something interesting about this, like, character we're talking about, Blade, is I guess he's the only character whose suit does not change from film to film. What do you mean by that? So, like, uh, his, I guess, design has pretty much stayed the same. Uh, uh, for all the Puppet Master characters or just, just, just like, slashers in general? Oh, for, like, the dolls and the Puppet Master. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't too sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, but anyway, just because uh, I, I guess Paramount, starting out with the first three or four, Paramount was backing them. And after that, they stopped, and I guess that's when the dip in quality came. Uh, okay. But uh, I had uh, – give me a second here. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. And I guess I took uh, five puppeteers to operate him. Really? Five? So, yeah. Well, th- all they should have needed was the the one puppet master. But, <laughs> but uh, anyways – uh, hold on just a minute. And I guess I, I'm guessing this is throughout all the films, but I guess he has like a victims. It has <clears throat> for him is 30. So kind of low for if it's all the, cause I think I pulled that from like the their, uh, character wiki. Yeah. 30 kills. Yeah. 30 victims. 30. Vi- okay. So I wonder how many of them are seen on screen. Yeah. And how many aren't. So uh, anyway, what I was going to say before is that, on Rotten Tomatoes, which I mean, we all we all love Rotten Tomatoes, right? <laughs> but anyways, only three of the movies were reviewed, and that is the first one, which came in with thirty three percent approval rating. The second one, which again had thirty three percent, and then Puppet Master Four, which has zero percent. Ooh. Yeah, and then the uh, the the scores though, if you look at the audience scores. Okay, so the first one gets 51% okay, approval. Okay, so kind of split. Yeah, second one, 47%. And then the thir- the fourth one, which got 0% from the critics, has 66%. Oh, 
So okay. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know what to make of all that. Yeah. I I just thought it was kind of interesting when I was reading about it that either it's one of those so bad it's good films so there is some type of audience for it or yeah. they did something that people liked. Well, somebody's somebody's buying them. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can make that many of them and make some type of money off them, there's a fan base out there. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, yeah, Puppet Master again. If anybody's listening that is a big Puppet Master fan, let us know what your favorite one or favorite ones are. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, we'll have to we'll have to give them kind of a an overview, I guess. Yeah. Kind of check them out. Maybe we can get on Rotten Tomatoes and rank the rest That's of right. them and like review them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll give the rest of them their uh just dues, I guess. <laughs> so up next is kind of a weird one, uh, and that would be Glenn or Glenda from the Seed of Chucky. So I don't know, I don't know what to call. Yeah, call like if I'm so, uh, Seed of Chucky came out in 2004. And get into little stats real quick before we jump into that. Sure. Whole yeah. Thing. Yeah. A budget of 12 million and came out box office of 24.8 million. So they made. A little bit of money, but not not what yeah. they were probably expecting, especially after Bride of Chucky. Yeah, it was so successful. And like I remember in like early teaser trailers of like it looking like it'd be a horror film. And yeah, and they kind of did this big twist where it was more of a comedy. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I guess like Glenn, of course, is the killer, or child of the killer dolls of Chucky and Tiffany. But was unknowingly born with a twin sister, Glenda. However, for some reason, she remains dormant in her brother's body. Mm -hmm. So that's where this whole Glenn, Glenda thing is. Because, like, at the end of the film, when they kind of go human, there's two of them. But, like, throughout most of the film, you're dealing with one doll. Yeah. Yeah. I I just know it was. But that was actually one of the things that I found out before seeing this movie Mm -hmm. is the whole Glenn, Glenda thing. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, I don't know because I know Joe and I before we were, uh, when we were still discussing this bracket, I was I was very much against having having this one, and the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what, I think I think it has its place. Yeah. Um, I'll say there's a little bit of nepotism going on because like yeah, the parents such famous parents, but yeah, and like 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 them or love them i mean they're people remember them i guess yeah and like i thought it was kind of interesting the actor who voiced glenn is uh billy boyd who also uh played a peregrine uh was it pippin from lord of the rings so he's one oh, of the hobbits really so <laughs> it's interesting yeah i thought that was kind of cool yeah yeah i yeah, that is kind of cool. So there's more than just a couple different people involved with horror that were in the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. Because Elijah Wood, of course. Oh, yeah. He's gotten into a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah. Right? I was going to say he was one of the wizards, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. I have, I've, I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies since I was a kid. Um, and then, of course, Peter Jackson. You know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then now... Glenn, Glenn, Glenda. <laughs> so yeah, um, 
So what were your first impressions then? I mean, you would have been a little bit more uh, into those movies than I was when it came because I oh, think yeah. 2004. Yep. Is that the year it came out? Okay. So it was strange going into it. You're thinking horror film, comedy. I think that's where the split is. Like some people really got into like Chucky's comedy side and yeah, with those films and some of the other fans were not so happy. Yeah. Yeah, but and I kind of just I'll have to rewatch the film because it's been a long time since sure. I have watched it and I'm sure I'll get some laughs out of it and stuff because I think I remember I don't know if it was like made in China or something was like on the, all of them and they made jokes about that and just yeah. stuff like that. So <laughs> they didn't exactly take themselves too seriously. Yeah. But yeah. I sure it's probably a fun film <laughs> i'll have to go back to be sure yeah so did uh did they ever appear on any of the other chucky movies then that um, you know no i don't think so yeah i i, I didn't think so i, I was just kind of curious if i thought maybe there would be like some cameos or yeah um i'm curious stuff. if what if they do anything with the tv series if oh the, yeah there's still possibilities maybe i don't yeah. know yeah, who knows? You know, they got Mark Hamill to be Chucky on the remake or reboot. <laughs> Maybe on when they bring in uh, Glenn, they'll they'll have like Harrison Ford voice him or something. <laughs> oh yes. So uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about? Um, not too much. I as interesting of a character, like I think it it could have had a lot more potential yeah. for what they did with it. Cause like when they brought in Tiffany, I overall thought like the fan base enjoyed the character. Yeah. yeah I think Whereas so. Whereas Glenda, most of the fan base was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you know, I think it's kind of interesting. I can't think of too many iconic, you know, slashers or uh, horror villains that have children. Yeah. I'm, it's definitely a, new or at least kind of was a new thing i don't know if yeah. anyone else has tried it yeah because i mean like you can think of i mean maybe you know leatherface like they they had the whole family yeah but leatherface was the son and he was the main character yeah. I, i'm talking Got, like like godzilla i guess with <laughs> yeah with minya and then yeah. godzilla jr on the on the heisei era but it's kind of a rare thing yeah yeah I don't think they're usually ever as well liked though, no. as from what from the ones I can think of because I know a lot of people with the Godzilla series do not like Minya. Yeah, but anyway. Well, Glenn had big shoes to fill, and that's true. Just did not have the script for it. That's right. I'm I'm gonna I'm interested to see. Also, the look was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know what was, they yeah. were going for on that. I don't know. Yeah, so it'll be kind of interesting to see where where Glenn ranks, especially compared to the you know its parents yeah maybe we'll have a father-son showdown who knows yeah maybe so joe do you want to introduce the the next um yeah do you want me to you can okay because i don't remember which order we were going okay so next up is brahms from the boy and brahms the boy too okay and i've only seen the first film out of this short i'm i'm gonna call it probably a short franchise yeah uh, we'll yeah, see probably. if we'll see if a third one comes from it but i wasn't expecting a sequel yeah they they set it up to where there could be a third one but 
Okay. With let, the box office, me, I don't know. Yeah, let me go into some <laughs> stats here because, like, the first boy came out in 2016 and had a budget of $10 million, and the box office was $64 million. So, okay. a nice, healthy yeah, box yeah, office good, for something that I don't think anyone had too much expectations for. Yeah. And then Brahms came out, had a budget of $10 million again. So, they were like, we made a good amount of money, but we're going to spend the same amount. Yeah. And... uh box office 20.4 million yeah so not not so good of a profit there yeah <laughs> and it didn't probably didn't help that most people especially i mean there were, i don't think there were a whole lot of fans of the first boy movie i, I thought it was decent mm-hmm. it was pretty good but any of those fans that you know, or any of those people that did become fans, I don't think liked the second one. Yeah. And so the little bit of a audience that they had, they probably offended. We'll probably get into that a yeah. little bit. Well, and I'm just going to throw out, like, you know, we talk about spoilers in this, and, there, but this is, this is a bigger twist. So for I sure. really want to put that warning out Yeah. for the first film. Um, Yeah, and that, that's true. Uh, So, yeah, we, we will talk about the twist because the twist is – by far the most interesting part about the movie. Yeah, and uh, I think that's what also ruins it for the sequel. Yeah, it is, yeah. So with with that said, um, before I before we get into the twist, I I really think of the first movie as being uh like a horror movie that the twist really makes it. Definitely. Th- th- think think like Sleepaway Camp, or I'm I, these these movies are probably quite a bit better than. The, the boy, but, but I'll, I'll say him anyways. Think of even like the sixth sense or the first saw, yeah. where there's just a huge twist at the end. That's just like, oh my gosh, it, it's kind of like that. And so, if you have any interest in seeing the first one, which I I do think that the first one's worth watching. Oh, definitely. Uh, so with that said, and it's on Netflix as of the recording of this episode. So as of June thirtieth, twenty twenty. It's it's available, so if you have any inter- inter- interest, maybe stop and watch that before coming back. But uh, anyways, we're gonna spoil it. Yeah, let's get into it. So, Joe and I before starting this or before doing this, we kind of debated whether or not we should have this character in, simply because on the first movie, it, it's just a guy controlling or kind of like using the doll as kind of like a figurehead. Yeah. Because you kind of are thinking this is like supernatural type thing, like an Annabelle situation. But then with that twist of him coming out of like the walls. Yeah. So let's make a little bit of background here. So kind of like the, the background for it is there's this older couple that, uh, their son died in a fire after killing this little girl. So he kills this little girl, and then everybody goes, oh, he died in a fire. Well, the big twist is at the very end you find out that, oh, no, this kid didn't actually die in the fire. He killed this little girl, and they covered it up. Like, the parents covered it up and said that he died in this fire, but was actually keeping him, like, in their in their house, and he had these different tunnels and the walls and stuff. Yep, it was almost the perfect crime. It was, yeah. And so... The movie, uh, it's. I mean, I think again, it's worth watching. The twist makes it worth watching, but the first hour and fifteen minutes of it are pretty slow. 
Yeah. I'll admit, but... I can't think of the actress, but it has one from The Walking Dead. <clears throat> I think in the show, it's Maggie. Yeah, I think it is. But, yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah, she is, yeah. And she... Granted, you only see her and one other actor in it, you know, consistently. Yeah. Th- there, there's the uh, Brahms's parents that you see in the beginning, and the girls are her name's Greta on the film but anyways and you see Greta's parents or not parents uh her ex-boyfriend shows up at the very end briefly yeah um but anyway so it's pretty much just the Greta and this new guy that you see quite a bit of uh and uh she she really does carry the movie pretty well but again uh the the big twist is that She's taking care of this doll. There's all these rules established that she's supposed to be going through to take care of the doll. And it turns out that it's actually the guy is just going in there and like moving the doll around in an attempt to pretty much like, I don't know if it was to kidnap this girl or to marry. Like if he thought she was going to be in fall in love with him well, and marry wasn't him. Wasn't she going to be the new caretaker basically? Cause like, yeah. But there was this really weird thing where she, ha- the parents had written a letter to to Brahm saying, you know, yeah, th- this is the one. Yeah. And so he had like this really weird thing with her uh, where she had, uh, in the very beginning of the movie, she loses a pair of shoes. Later on, she's showering and she has her, has a dress and a necklace in the bathroom and those go missing as well as somebody cut like a lock of her, hair, like a, I guess not necessarily even a lock, like a big chunk of her hair out. <laughs> and she, at the end of the movie, she goes down to the basement and finds like this doll, not this doll, but like this like mannequin type thing yeah. that has the dress on, has, uh, I think he gives the shoes back, but has the <laughs> dress on, has the necklace on and has like that fake hair on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, again, and so uh somebody destroys the puppet or not the puppet but the doll on this movie and at the very end of it you see Brahms piecing it back together. Yep. Then the credits roll. Okay. And uh so quick question. Sure. If a family offered you cuz I think she got paid pretty she well. Did. She did. She did, yeah. Job, would you take that job? Take the job. Um Taking care of the well, that, that, well, that's that's actually kind of what I was thinking when I was watching this movie, because I was I was telling my wife about this because, granted, she doesn't take it too seriously. Like they give, give her the job, and she's like, okay, I'll take care of this doll, and they leave, and then she just kind of like, if I remember right, she throws like a, a sheet over it, and yeah. she's like, yeah, I don't want to see this thing, and but she takes care of the house and everything. I was telling my wife, I was like, man, if that was me, that would be like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> like the first one where I'd be having people come over and hanging out and partying and stuff like that. And yeah. the doll would just kind of be <laughs> in there in the background. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think I probably w- I, I would. Yeah, like for the right amount of cash, you'd see me taking care yeah. of it. Yeah, well, I... I mean, I've taken care of people's dogs. It can't be that, that <laughs> much different, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I I think I would. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I think 
I think I would have gone a little bit more crazy than she did. <laughs> Not crazy in like that way, but I don't think you would would want me though. Like yeah, I I don't because you kind of get the idea that there'd been many people that had kind of tried like applied for this job. Yeah, and like the they're like, oh yeah, Brahms has chosen you. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you'd want me. Hear <laughs> <laughs> noises in the background. Yeah. <laughs> get him out <laughs> but uh yeah dude i i will just say though that at the end when the real brahms comes out and he's wearing like a porcelain mask because his face is all burnt up yeah that was a legitimately frightening part and mm-hmm. if you don't know about it going into it i think it, it it's very effective i i had it spoiled for me uh, the only reason I wanted to watch th- this movie is because Red Letter Media, uh, this was months ago, but they did like a 2020 so far movie, you know, retrospective type thing. And, and they talked about the second one. And one of the uh, Mike from uh, Red Letter Media was like, oh, yeah, like the first one was actually pretty good. And so, like, oh, OK. And he spoiled it. And I was like, that sounds interesting. Oh, okay. So I went and I watched it. And then I watched the second one, and, and uh, it's not good. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, I haven't seen the second one, but let's just kind of get into it. Uh, how much does it retcon? Okay. <laughs> it kind of pretends, like, like okay, so the first one, 2016, mm-hmm. is that right? Is that when it came out? Yeah. It assumes that you've already forgotten the movie. It pretty much assumes that you've, you watched it once and then don't remember anything about it. Okay. Uh, because Brahms, the whole thing of him, of it being like a real person, that's completely fell by the wayside. Uh, there's this family where I, I'm not going to get too far into it. Cause I don't think too many people care really, but there's a family that, uh, they are very traumatized because there was a burglar that broke into their house and the family, they're like, we just need to get away from where we're at. And, there's a one of the kids has be, has been so traumatized evidently that he's mute now. Oh, okay. So he doesn't talk to anybody, and they go out and they move to like kind of the same area that the Brahms household was at. Not the same house because that evidently burnt down. Oh. Even though I'm pretty sure, I like because they kind of made it sound like it had burnt down at the end of the first one. Yeah. And it didn't. So I'm just like, what are they? What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, so a kid is go that one kid that's mute is going out wandering around out in the woods, out in that area, and he sees like a little porcelain hand sticking out of the ground. So he oh. digs it up, and lo and behold, it's Brahms, <laughs> and his it looks like he's been like repaired despite the fact that his head was completely shattered at the end of the first one. And they, they make some pretty good glue out there, but they, they they were putting him back together and he looked pretty cool when they were putting him back together on the, the movie. I thought on the first movie, I thought, Mm -hmm. but on the second one, like it looks, it doesn't look nearly as bad as it was. Okay. And I think it suffers because that, because I thought it looked cool. (laughs) Kind Kind of like on the, the Chucky movies, how, as they go on, like he looks more and more, scarred same yeah. with the uh, uh jason Voorhees. you know you see him after part three after he gets that axe mm-hmm. to the head like you see that chunk missing out of the mask and stuff 
and it just looks cool because it's just like oh yeah they've been through some stuff yeah well if a kid finds a toy and it's all too messed up the parents aren't gonna <clears throat> let him keep it that's true so to kind of breeze along here he brings it back very soon after you see different things where Brahms like you see his head move plenty of times you see his eyes move around and stuff uh they pretty much just go with Brahms is a supernatural entity the uh, or the, the doll is yeah. a supernatural entity uh and again they just assume that you don't remember the first movie and i i looked into it the same writers for the first movie wrote the second movie well you want to know how i would have done the second movie if i was like put in charge of this how's that like i would have actually made it a prequel movie where uh, the family comes in and like with their boy or whatever and like the boy and the doll makes the boy like go kind of crazy and that's why he killed that girl yeah so like and that somehow make that like the big twist is oh it's actually a prequel so yeah we can still get like a twist factor but they can have him do evil stuff that, and that's why he went all crazy that would have made too much sense because <laughs> <laughs> that would have actually been good yeah because uh, that's what my theory was when i heard that there was a sequel no one like took it seriously twitter yeah but i was like that's why i thought how they could do a sequel by not retconning the first yeah uh, but anyway uh so long story short it it's made very clear that this is a living doll living entity uh and towards the end there's like a i think he was like the a caretaker or something like that but anyway uh he he winds up like taking a croquet mallet and hitting they're in england yeah <laughs> but like takes a croquet mallet and like hits the the doll mm-hmm. and instead of smashing like it into a million pieces like it did on the first movie it just kind of like broke off some you don't really get too great of a look at it but like you see that there's like this like fleshy like ugly like weird like demonic looking doll type thing inside of the doll okay um i'm probably gonna rent this from like Redbox. yeah it's a it's for sure a rental movie okay Uh, it's definitely not a buy movie yeah (laughs) for sure um but uh i'm trying to think it because i watched it it was kind of late when, I, yeah, when I was like, maybe over. if i get like one of those free promo codes from yeah. like popcorn box or something i'll rent it but uh but anyways i i do remember at the end a kid that had befriended the doll like you see him wearing like kinda like a, a similar mask oh, okay to how the one guy was and so they kind of make it look like he's gonna kind of carry on the the brahms legacy yep I think my theory is a prequel, like trying to make it more like that. And that's why it went all, I think that would have worked. Yeah. Could have made some box office money. Hollywood call me. Yeah. So anyway, and maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't think it was, no, I, there's no way it could have been a prequel. There's no way. Well, cause I, I, I started thinking about it. it. I, I don't know. That's why I thought it was going to be like, I'll have to watch it to well, see if they, Especially if they're going to call it Brahms and then the thing. But, yeah. the, but like, the doll is already called Brahms on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, just another example of how they, they retcon it. There is a segment in which, like, the, the mom kind of, like, looks at the, like, the, the code. I think it's on its foot. Like, 
like a serial number trying to mm-hmm. figure out when it when it was made and stuff yeah and she winds up finding it and it's like over it's over 100 years old if i remember right oh see that's when you take it to like the antique road show yeah. <laughs> get your money's worth get Still, out I was thinking rick from pawn stars would be <laughs> buying it <laughs> so anyway uh that's brahms uh, the second movie not very good but the first one i think the twist it, it justifies it. it yeah it, it, again i know some people absolutely love sleepaway camp i my in my personal opinion it's a somewhat it's a somewhat midi me, mediocre horror film but it's very much elevated by the the surprise ending by mm-hmm. the big twist oh yeah and that's what people whenever people talk about sleepaway camp they talk about that i think that the boy is very similar to that where it's especially the first one it's not really a good movie it's probably it's a somewhat competent movie mm-hmm. uh if nothing else, it's just kind of slow. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of jump scares. I, I know some people are kind of mixed with jump scares. Uh, they don't bother me as much as some people. But anyway, a lot of jump scares. But that reveal, that twist at the end, makes it w- worth watching, in my opinion. And uh, I, th- I think it's a fairly competent movie. So, yeah. Okay. Check it out. Check check the first one out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the second one, if you hated the first one, watch the second one because it second one pretty much just destroys well, I shouldn't say destroys, but it kind of tarnishes the legacy, the the Brahms legacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of which, my wife actually just sent me this uh this picture today. Uh so Joe, I'll show you it. Oh. So my wife was looking through my youngest daughter's uh, she's an infant, just a couple months old, and she was looking through some of her old, her her uh, like little baby books, and there's a baby book that she found in there called Brahms Lullaby, <laughs> and on the first movie, that one of the things is she was supposed to play every night on the piano a song that was Brahms Lullaby. Oh boy! <laughs> and so if I come here and there's a Brahms doll, I'm out. <laughs> So yeah, I, I thought that was kind of funny. So anyway, we still got one more left to go. Let's let's yeah. let's jump on See, over to this it. This one's kind of a different than the others. Yep. Like it would have been comparable to the first boy if the yeah. sequel never existed. But uh we're getting into Billy, not from Dead Silence, but Billy from Jigsaw. Ooh. Like he's basically the mascot for those films, I would yeah. say. Iconic. He is being basically just used as a tool by jigsaw mm-hmm. or john kramer but um let's get into it i guess yeah, sure uh, sure i guess um like john kramer the character he he uses it like a lot to communicate um a lot of times he's either on a screen or he puts it all in the room mm-hmm. he's used it kind of as a it's been used as like a trap where he kind of explodes so technically yep. has its own kill count there you go yeah and uh, more than you can see. well i guess brahms on the second movie had yeah kill count, but anyway and um i guess he created the toy in like the movies for like his unborn child at the time but things happen and uh do lose it yeah yeah and he kind of just goes on this spree of revenge yeah um and you know we 
we were talking about uh, again like we were talking about Brahms and we're just like you know we we don't know you know with especially with the first movie you know it not actually being him but then when we really thought about it I was like you know what Billy is probably one of the most iconic toys in horror even if it is just you know a literal puppet I guess you'd say Uh, and it still has its place and I guess like Billy the name is not used in any of the films but like the director and like people who worked on the film that's what they called him okay and uh did James Wan direct Dead Silence yeah there's a connection there okay I was gonna say yeah because they're both called Billy because I'm pretty sure uh like in Dead Silence there's like a hundred puppets or so many puppets and uh, one of them is Billy okay or the other Billy because there's wait oh, really yeah like that the saw puppet shows okay up. which one which one came first uh saw saw did okay because 2002 is that when the first I, one came out? something like that yeah okay and then Dead Silence came out in like 2006 2007 somewhere around there yeah so right I there. I kind of wonder if that might have been some somewhat of where James Wan kind of got the idea for for uh billy you know from dead silence mm-hmm. they, they called this one puppet billy and he's like oh what if we made you know a killer doll movie <laughs> we call him billy so anyway yeah, yeah. um because like uh, when a lot of the toys and different things from saw yeah they're using billy <laughs> oh for sure and i remember uh i can still remember this how old i am i'm sure that somewhere people are still doing this but i can remember when people used to send like the forward text messages and they're like forward this tonight or <laughs> you're gonna die oh yeah. i can still remember people sending like a picture gif of of uh what's his name uh billy and it's all like staticky because it looked like it was like from like one of the movies and it's like want to play a game forward this to 10 of your friends or you're going to see this at the foot of your bed at 3 o'clock a.m. in the morning, and he's going to murder you and your entire family, then burn down the house, and <laughs> nobody's going to know it was you. And he's going to leave a note saying it was your crazy ex-girlfriend, and it's going to be bad. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, don't forward it. I'm like 12. <laughs> and like uh, the doll itself is iconic also because I think it was a scary movie for that. Yeah, they used yeah, yeah. Or, oh, was it uh, four? four? Did they make five of those films? Oh, they made more than five. They made a lot of them, right? Yeah. Maybe it was four. Because three... Three is where, like... King, I, I remember King Kong was on that one, right? Was, was that three or was four? It, I don't know. Because, like, <laughs> I felt like Scary Movie 3 was, like, the cutoff point from them being, like... Like, the good. first two, really good. First third two are one, good, yeah. Third one has its charms, and I think it fits in with being good. Okay. And then after that, it kind of <clears throat> goes down... So they made. Or, I think was, at least, or was the or the third the third one was the one that had the ring. The ring. Um. um aliens. Stuff oh, like signs. That. Signs. Signs was yeah. spoofed on that. So I think it might have been the fourth one that. Okay. Billy might have been. I think so. Four or five. Yeah, because the fourth one had like the weird King Kong type thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we don't need to go too far into that. Yeah. <laughs> scary. But movie. he showed up in one of them at least. That might be a fun episode, fun episode or series of episodes. Is talking about the scary movie movies. Yeah. I don't know if I want to subject myself to that anytime soon, but you know, one of these days, it could be fun. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm sure you know if you guys wanted to hear more about us talking about Billy, you could go back onto 
uh, it was probably either King of the Sla- King of the All Star Slashers episode one or two that we talked about Saw. Yeah. Um, I know that you know Jigsaw and Billy aren't the same character, but in a lot of people's minds, they kind of are. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm sure I, I don't think there's any way that we could have talked about Jigsaw and not mentioned Billy. So I'm sure we've got some thoughts on that episode yeah for like iconic toys in this i think billy is up there for like recognized for sure out of this bracket he's you know i don't don't know if people would call him billy or not they might call him like jigsaw Jigsaw. yeah i I think so but either way i i i don't have i don't have much of a doubt that he's gonna win um with that said any you have any predictions or Uh are you gonna Cast your vote. Yeah, let's say who we think is going to win and who we want to win. Okay. And I think uh, who's going to win, Billy. I have mixed, kind of mixed feelings since he's not technically like alive or anything. But yeah. I understand why, though. I, I do, too. Yeah, definitely the most recognizable. Like I said before, the Ford text messages cemented his his uh status as an icon and yeah. horror but uh i don't know i i feel like i feel like uh, that or i, I feel like I was, puppet master yeah, kind of deserves it or blade from puppet yeah. master because i was gonna say in puppet master they made so many of those films there's got to be the fan base yeah. voting and like i said before they started to get kind of ambitious with it like how they were going to end the puppet master series on the fifth one and have puppet wars and he's been on different crossovers i mean they their their creativity far exceeds their budgets (laughs) I'll, i'll put it that way yeah um so i i do think puppet master probably should win i don't know if that'll be the one i'm voting for uh but yeah so do we want to say who we're gonna vote for Sure. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on who I'm voting really? for. Okay. I'm 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 going to make myself sound like an idiot. But mm. I don't care. I think I'm going to vote for Brahms. I understand I, that because I, I kind of I don't know. It's between Brahms or Billy for me. Okay. Cuz like I don't know because I kind of liked the first like yeah. the boy. But that also like me liking the first boy and me liking Billy from Saw, two dolls that technically didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, exactly. Themselves. And and part of the reason why I'm kind of gonna vote, planning on voting for Brahms is is simply that is, on, you know, with Saw, on those movies, uh, Billy isn't you know a real sentient evil. Like he's not necessarily evil. Yeah. Uh, it would be even argued if his you know puppeteer i guess is uh, evil is evil but uh anyway so i i don't know if i could necessarily vote for him but then on the other end of it there's the puppet master which i know is very iconic however i haven't actually seen any of those movies for myself maybe by the time this episode comes out i'll have at least finished the first one and then i'll be able to uh i might change my vote but as of right now i can't really vote for the puppet master or billy and Glenn, there's no way I'm going to be caught dead voting for, <laughs> for that. So, um, yeah, Bra- Brahms it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think this one's somewhat of a toss-up because I, I wonder if other people are going to have, like, mixed feelings on yeah 
who the vote for. I'm I'm interested to see what people say on Horror Amino. Yeah, I'll just say I was that like, much. we're gonna get some comments. Maybe. I think so. <laughs> we'll see. I I I I still. I mean, I I really do think it's between Blade and Billy. Yeah, I think Blade, for the most part, I think is kind of. Now that I'm thinking about it, if people get in the same mindset as me, at least like, oh, Billy technically didn't do much, and Brahms, most people have only seen the first one. Yeah, and hopefully they, because the the first one didn't even get that great of reviews. I don't think. No. I don't, well, granted, horror movies, unless you're like It Follows. Yeah. Or well, like A I Quiet actually. Place. Uh, when I was going to college, I was doing movie reviews because I was like in the higher writing classes and needed something. Sure. So uh, for Cliff News, I was uh, doing reviews and I don't think I gave it that good of a thing because I thought... You reviewed it? Yeah. Like, oh, I, th- I was kind of, t- at the time, like felt a little cheated with the twist. Like Really? Yeah, because I was like oh, man. going into it with expectations for one thing and getting something else. But after I watched it again, I was like, okay... That was actually pretty good. Joe, we got a... Was it a long review? Do I don't know. That? I'm going to see if it's still on I, the website. If, if it's on the website, you got to bring it in next week. You got to read that. <laughs> I, I, I want to I see... See, this is why I don't fully like... Like, people's perceptions of movies change over oh, time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because, like, it was just a year or two later I watched it again and was like... Because I think I watched it with some people and was like, uh, I was kind of harsh on that movie. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, I know that, you know... Uh, I'll, I'll shut up at right after I'm done saying this, but I do know that when you you watch as many movies as, especially if you're in the reviewing mindset, like different, especially you know like Siskel and Ebert. I know I've talked about had talked about this, and I've heard different YouTubers that do primarily movie reviews talk about this, where it's like when you see so many, unless it's very outstanding, like you're pretty much just gonna see the negatives. For, yeah. for a lot of them. And, uh, I mean, granted, also, it, it's a lot funner <laughs> to trash a movie than it is to praise it in many Yeah, ex- I can see that. Extents. And so, I, I kind of came into this movie somewhat humble. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I had no interest in seeing it when it came out. Heard a reviewer that I respect say, you know, oh, it, it's decent. And then decided to watch it and liked it a bit. I mean, I don't love it or anything, but thought it was pretty original. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's my thoughts on it. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, we'd love to, of course, hear your guys' thoughts on what you thought and uh, who you think should be king of the toys. That's in right. This round and see who gets to go against Slappy and Chucky. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know who stands a chance against those two. Uh, but either way, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, again, give us your Puppet Master recommendations. You want to hear them? Yeah. And uh, catch you next time. Bye. Arrivederci, baby. <laughs> <laughs>